retakes, and revisions. Do you know the difference? You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have a very important message that I want to relay and that is thank you. Thank you for taking us to 25,000 downloads in less than 40 episodes. I'm pretty proud of those numbers, and I am so excited that you guys are enjoying the podcast, listening to the podcast, and sharing the podcast. More importantly, I'm thankful that you are contributing to the podcast. So to every single person who has been a guest on the Everyday Vopreneur podcast so far, Thank you for being a factor in the ongoing success of this podcast. As long as you guys keep listening, I will keep doing episodes. Remember, you can listen anytime. Check out the entire archive. Go back through every episode on the website at veopreneur.com. I'm Mark Scott. Looking forward to digging into another episode with you today. And this one's going to be a quick one, but it's an important one because it's a question that gets discussed a lot. And that is retakes and revisions. Now, we all know that rates are a heavily debated and hotly discussed topic. Uh, Go onto any of the Facebook groups or any of the social media forums, and you're going to find people that are talking about rates, complaining about rates, raising rates, arguing rates, asking how to quote rates. Everybody wants to have some kind of a rate card, whether it's public or private. They want to be able to accurately quote. They want to make sure that they're not leaving any money on the table, which is good, smart business, and I understand it, and I respect it. I often refer talent to the GVAA Rate Guide, which is a really great resource. Now, keep in mind that is a United States-based resource and doesn't necessarily reflect the rates in Canada, doesn't necessarily reflect the rates in European countries. Basically, it's just a guide for the U.S. market. You can also check out Gravy for the Brain. They have put together some incredible rates tools, and there are different ones based on regions. So if you're accessing the Gravy for the Brain rate card in the States, you're going to see the U.S. rates. If you're accessing the Canadian version of Gravy for the Brain, you're going to see Canadian rates. If you're accessing the European site, you're going to see European rates. But again, another really great resource that you can look to. Now, that's all well and good when you're trying to come up with things like usage and, you know, based on different types of genres and time lengths and all of that sort of stuff. What is a corporate video that's five minutes long going to cost? Or what is a commercial that is going to air in the following markets? What is that worth? That's all really helpful for that. But one of the things that is often left out of the equation is revisions and retakes. And the fact of the matter is some people don't even know what the difference is. And that's why I wanted to quickly discuss it in this week's episode, because I do think that it's something very important. My definition of these two things is fairly simple. And I'm not saying that this is the be-all, end-all, but I like to try to break things down. So a revision is something that I classify as changes to the script 
after final approval and recording of the voiceover. So when the client delivers you that final version of the script, and maybe you've already seen a couple of drafts, but once you get that final version and they tell you to go ahead and record, any changes that take place after that happens are now what I would consider to be revisions. Anything that is done after the final voiceover has been recorded. Retakes, I classify as changes to the recording for factors such as tone or delivery, speed, pronunciation, etc. Another way that you can look at this, revisions fall to the client. They're making a decision to change the script after approval, after recording. Retakes often fall to the talent, so there was something with the recording the client didn't like. Maybe you read it too fast, or maybe you didn't do the same kind of tone that they were thinking, or maybe it didn't match what you had done in an audition, or maybe there was a pronunciation issue because you said a word incorrectly. I recognize and appreciate that this might be oversimplified for some, but why complicate something that doesn't need to be? This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to break it down for you simply so that you can work on putting together some sort of a policy. So now that you understand the two different factors, the question becomes, what do I charge? And that is a really great question. My standard line that I tag all of my auditions with, and anytime I send out a quote, I do not bill for a retake if it is due to my read. Additional billing may be incurred for script revisions after final recording based on scope of the work. I do not bill for a retake if it's due to my read. Additional billing may be incurred for script revisions after final recording based on scope of work. In other words, if I screw up, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it right. But if you make changes to the script, you being the client, then that is potentially going to cost you. Now, I know that there are a lot of talent, particularly new talent, who feel guilty about charging for revisions. I offer the clients three reads free is a common theme that I hear. And in fact, sometimes you will see that written right into auditions on casting sites. For this rate, you will be required to provide three versions of the script or you will be required to provide three reads. What this doesn't take into account is that your time has value. When a client makes a change after the final script approval and the recording, that costs you time. You've got to go back into the booth. You've got to open up your software, you've got to sit down, you've got to do the recording, you have to match the read and the audio so that everything sounds seamless, you've got to edit that new version into the previous recording, and yeah, sure, maybe this only takes a few minutes, but it doesn't matter, it's still your time. And by the way, the reason why maybe it only takes a few minutes is because you're really good at what you do, which means there's an even higher value in the service that you provide. So if you record a voiceover with an approved script, and the client comes back and changes the whole thing, or if they change enough of it that you have to re-record the whole thing, why should that be on your dime? If they've made changes after everything was approved and everything is done, why should that be up to you to fix? And I know that some people are going to make an argument about customer service, and you're right, customer service does factor into all of this, but keep in mind, this wasn't your mistake. So it shouldn't be on your dime. And every time that you give away revisions for free, you're setting a precedent for future projects with that client. They're going to come to expect it. You want to get them into the habit of being totally sure before they send the script. Your job is to get them to make sure, darn sure, 
that the final script is the final script. And if they know that it's going to cost them money, if they want to go back and change it after the fact, it's probably going to make them be even more careful about providing you with the right script out of the gate. Now, my minimum, no matter what it is, even if it's just a line, my personal minimum is $75. And some people are going to scoff at that and say it's way too low. Some people are going to scoff at that and say that it's way too high. But if I need to go into the booth and I need to do some work, I deserve to be paid for my time because it wasn't my mistake. And I'm setting a precedent with the client that says, this is the way it's going to work. If you expect me to go back and do this stuff after the fact, there's going to be rebilling. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Repeat this after me. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that there's this fear that if we nickel and dime our clients or if we come across as difficult or if we hassle them over stuff like this, that they're not going to want to work with us anymore. Let me present this situation in, in a different way. Let's say you're working with a client. You do the job. Everything's approved. You do the recording. They come back. They ask you to go back and do the whole thing. They made a bunch of changes. Whole script's been rewritten. You got to go back and do the whole thing. Now you've done it and you haven't charged them for it and they know you haven't charged them for it. A couple of weeks later, they come back to you with another job. You do the recording on the final approved script. And all of a the sudden, they come back, they've made changes to half the script, which means you got to go back and re-record half the script. And, and again, you're, you're offering to do it for free because, you know, you don't want to hassle them or whatever. But then this starts to set a trend. And every time you have to go back and redo all of these lines, you're doing it for free. At which point you're now starting to get frustrated. You're now building up a little bit of resentment. You, you don't look forward to working with this client anymore. So are they really your ideal client? Is that the kind of client that you want to build your business off of? The kind that is going to continually take advantage of you? So if you lose them in the beginning by charging them for a mistake that they made, did you really lose anything ultimately? And that's just another perspective to consider. The fact of the matter is when I come back, I would say 95% of the time when a client makes a change to a script and I let them know that there will be additional billing. And keep in mind, this is something that we've discussed up front, which is also very important. 95% of the time, I receive no hassle from the client. They expect it. Now, do I have clients that have been with me for a really long time and almost never request revisions and maybe every once in a while they'll ask me to do one line and I'll go back and I'll do that line for them? Absolutely. But we have a long proven track record together and I know that this is something that doesn't happen often and I know that they're a very good client and so doing one every once in a while, not a big deal. But even for them, if they come back with multiple lines, they know that they're going to be charged for it and they don't mind. They get that that's part of the deal. Now, one of the things that I want to touch on is something that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. All of this is discussed up front. Whether or not you are sending out a contract with every job that you are quoting, there needs to be something in writing that clearly states what your retake and revision policy is. Even if it is in an email chain, it's still something that you have in writing. It is still something that you can refer back to. It's something that the client will read and that they will acknowledge. Now, should you be using some kind of a standard agreement? It doesn't need to be a complicated contract, by the way. 
I have a one-page, very simple standard agreement that I send out to clients when they request it. Or if it's a new client, I may send it out. Or if it's a bigger job with different usages or something, I will always send that out. And both parties have to sign it so that we've got documentation. But at the very least, this needs to be a discussion that happens in the audition and quoting stage so that there are no questions that come up later. If you record a job, you deliver the audio, the client comes back, makes a bunch of changes to the script and asks you to do them, and you have never discussed what your revision policy is prior to that point, you've put yourself in a bit of an awkward situation. You can bring it up now and after the fact and hope for the best, but it might be a little bit too late. That is why it always needs to be discussed up front. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this for a week, if you've been doing voiceover for a month, if you've been doing it for a year, or if you've been doing it for a decade. You need to remember that your time has value and you need to respect that value. And if you don't, your clients certainly won't. This isn't about being rude or being demanding or being a princess or a tightwad or a jerk. This is about delivering a professional service and valuing it accordingly. This comes back to thinking about yourself not just as a talent, but as a VOpreneur. You are the CEO of your company, and it is your responsibility to run that business profitably, efficiently, and professionally. If you hire a painter to paint your living room red, and when the job is complete, you decide that you would prefer it blue, what do you suppose the odds are that the painter is going to repaint your living room at no charge. Not going to happen, right? So if it's not going to happen with the painter, and you know and admit that it's not going to happen with the painter, and you accept that it's not going to happen with the painter, why should it happen with you as the voice actor? It shouldn't, and I think you know it. Retakes, like I said, those are on me. If I boot a word... If I miss a line, if I miss a word, something gets pronounced the wrong way, I'm going to go back and I'm going to fix that. If the client comes back and asks me to make an adjustment, maybe they felt like I read it a little bit too fast. You know, within reason, I'm going to go back and fix that. Which, by the way, this is another reason why you should always do auditions. Even if the client comes to you and says, hey, you know what, we want to hire you, here's the final script. What is it going to hurt you to send them 30 seconds and just say, you know what, I just wanted to record this first 30 seconds and just make sure we're on the same page as far as the direction that you're looking. I'll tell you what, if I'm working on a monster e-learning script, I would much rather send them 60 seconds as a precaution than record the whole entire script and then find out that I was reading too fast or then find out that it was the wrong tone or then find out that I wasn't doing the direction that they wanted them to do. So again, this is about being professional, about thinking like a VOpreneur, covering your bases, Make sure that you are doing the things that you need to do to get yourself on the same page as the client. But I'm always willing to fix the retakes that are due to me, my errors, my issues. But the revisions that come after the fact, that's a totally different story. If you haven't got that policy written, I strongly advise you to spend some time after this episode thinking about what your retake and revision policy is and thinking about how you can incorporate that language into every audition proposal that you submit on casting sites and into every email that you send on quotes and auditions that you submit for work that you are finding for yourself. This isn't 
something that you have to worry about with agents. Agents are going to cover all of this stuff for you. But for the clients that you're working with directly, you're on the hook to figure out what this stuff is. Again, my standard line, I do not bill for retakes if it's due to my read. Additional billing may be incurred for script revisions after final recording based on the scope of work. And you're going to have to determine what that is going to look like. Maybe it's going to be a second session fee. Maybe there's going to be a minimum billing charge based on whatever you decide is your minimum, but then it goes up from there based on the amount of work that you have to do. No matter what it is, just like you sit down and you figure out what your rates policy is, you're going to have to sit down and figure out what your revision and your retake policy is. One more time, the simplified version, revision, changes to the script after final approval and recording of the voiceover, retakes, changes requested to the recording for factors such as tone, delivery, speed, pronunciation, etc. Revisions fall to the client. Retakes fall to the talent. Don't paint living rooms for free. Guys, thanks so much for checking out another episode of the podcast. And again, thank you for taking us to 25,000 downloads. As long as you keep listening, I'll keep finding things to talk about. I so appreciate you listening to this episode. I definitely appreciate you taking the time to leave reviews wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. I'd love it if you would take the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, you could subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. And every episode is available for listening and downloading at theopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoiceam and receive three months of VoiceAmp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoiceam. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at veopreneur.com.